everyone, and thank you for tuning in. If you celebrate, hope you had a good holiday. Just think, in just a few days, it's going to be a new year. Now, I know many of you out there listening are saying, good riddance. So on Monday, New Year's Day, I'll have a special episode. But in the meantime, I'm going to take a request of a listener named Daryl and talk just a bit about relationships. Thanks for the request, Daryl, and thank you for your support. It is much appreciated. One of the things I feel is a really good idea is to consider taking stock of yourself. Just an overall snapshot of your life. More specifically, I'm going to talk about relationships a little bit because functional relationships are very important for your happiness. Now, of course, there are many different kinds of relationships, but in this case, I'm going to be talking about relationships that are a bit more personal, such as husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, domestic partner, whatever you call it, that kind of relationship. Now, as things currently stand in your life, as far as this is concerned, how's it going? If it's going great, well, of course, that's fine. I'm happy for you. I hope it keeps going that way. But if things are not going that well, maybe now is the time to do a bit of reevaluation. You see, one of the things that I'm reminded of with a new year is the simple fact that time moves on. And if you're not careful, you can be in a relationship that is mediocre at best for several years, not even realizing how much time is passing. Next thing you know, it's six, seven, or eight years has passed. And then you end up having the big breakup. And after that, you'll be kicking yourself simply because that much time in your life passed. And you'll be angry because compared to the goals you had in mind, that time was wasted. And that's one thing a person definitely doesn't want to do, is waste time. We all only have so much, and we're not going to get anymore. So speaking of time, let's jump right into that part of relationships that I would consider to be bad and time-wasting, because actually, it's fairly simple and straightforward. Now, you'll notice when I started talking about this, I said it in such a way that assumes you are not the problem person. But of course, I have no way of knowing that. Only you would. But there are a few key things I can tell you, and this is backed up by much research, that in order for a couple to have any possibility of getting anything decent out of this life, you're going to need amongst other things, to have similar goals. So say, for example, you're sick of being poor and doing all you can do to try to change and improve your life. The other person is only being half-assed about this. 
you need to quit that relationship because that other person is in a different reality and not a very good one, at least as far as your life is concerned. Now, on the other hand, if you are both dysfunctional, and if that doesn't change, then the story is not going to end well, most likely for either one of you, because certain kinds of dysfunctionality destroy futures. And if you share that, whether that be together or separate, you still stand a much higher probability of failure. But make no mistake, even two people that have this one dysfunction that I'm going to talk about is like a plane that has two engines and one of them goes out. Yes, it can still fly for a while, but it's much more likely not going to be able to make it where it needs to land. The dysfunctionality I'm talking about, and please stick with me and hear me out, is drugs and alcohol, more specifically alcohol. You see, there's actually a lot more people with alcohol dysfunction than drugs and alcohol because most people don't see alcohol as nearly as bad as drugs or doing both drugs and alcohol. Not to mention the fact that alcohol is legal and corporately pimped consistently on TV. And of course, available almost anywhere. The short and not so sweet of this is that the vast majority of people are actually, whether they will admit it or not, addicted to alcohol. And alcohol damages everything in your body, including your brain's cognitive ability. And that is current scientific fact. Alcohol, even a small amounts, negatively affects every part of your body, particularly the brain. So if you're somebody and you don't, uh, you're somebody that doesn't drink, you know, alcohol or do drugs, well, you know, good for you. But don't stay with somebody who does, because ultimately, even if they have a good job at the moment, and they are what is known as a very functional alcoholic, in time, they will fail, and they will drag their life down as well as your own. I know that sounds harsh, especially when love is involved, but life is harsh, and drinkers don't love themselves. And if you don't love yourself, you can't really love someone else. So now that I've possibly gotten one of the worst case scenarios out of the way, let's talk about the middle ground. This is where I feel most people are, and I feel it deserves the most attention. Now, having said what I just said, I don't want you to get the impression that I'm telling you to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Some relationships can and should be repaired if possible, but it requires a commitment from both people. So if you can get the drugs and alcohol out of the picture, the next hurdle is something that 
many people don't stop to consider. Some of the many issues that come up between families and even friends. You see, a, a couple should never let others come between them. And yes, that includes children. I have known, for example, people that were together who obviously loved one another. But over time, and this is especially the case of mothers who have children from a previous relationship, let's say those kids are teenagers, and those teenagers have teenage reasons why they don't like the man or the woman and say or do things deliberately intended to drive a wedge between the parents' relationship. That needs to be nipped in the bud. In such a case, for example, that a woman has kids from a previous relationship, it would be the mother's responsibility to tell the children that regardless of what they think, this is assuming he's really not a bad person, that that is the man she loves, and she expects them to respect him. They don't have to love him, but they are expected to respect him. And if they disrespect him, they are disrespecting her, and there will be consequences. Now, what those consequences are, are unique to the given situation. But whatever they are, they need to be followed through. Otherwise, the words are meaningless, and teenagers will always test you. But you must remain firm, because as another life lesson, you'll be teaching them that words actually have meaning, and consequences are consequences. They may be angry at you now, but they'll thank you later in life. There's so much more I could say about this, but alas, time is short. So I'll leave you with this closing thought. It is for this and actually many more reasons that you should never strive to be your children's friend in any way seeking their approval. You are their parent, their teacher, and if that aspect of the relationship can be firmly established, as a parent, you'll have a much greater chance that your kids will develop into decent and functional adults, not adult children. And the world sure as hell could use a lot more functional adults today. Until next year, this is Ernest wishing you a happy new year. Your health, wealth, and good luck.